Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Truth Revival. My name is Roman Hamilton. This is Season 3, Episode 7. With me today, we got Mr. Nationwide, Paul Chapman. Paul, how you doing? Living the dream, Rome. It's a little crispy this morning, but it feels good. Man, I think it feels great. I told Corey to open the windows, turn off the heat. Can, can you believe that on the way here to the studio that all the uh, buttercups are blooming? All the yellow. Did you see those? On the way down through the, the church? Yeah, the road. Oh, I didn't even notice. Dude, they're all popping yellow. It's beautiful, man. I'm like, spring is here, and it's February the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's sad? That that only lasts about three weeks, those beautiful spring flowers. Reminds me of my mom, man. She loves them. Mm. Yep. Nice. Well, um, in the studio today, we've got a young man wearing a Kentucky shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter, if you don't care, just introduce yourself briefly, and then we'll uh, dive into this topic here. Absolutely. Uh, I, my name's Hunter Osborne. I'm the youth pastor at Sixth Avenue Church of God in uh, Lenore City. Um, I come from Kentucky, so that's why I've got the the Kentucky gear on. Mm-hmm. I, I tell pe- people at church raz me all the time for it, but I I I make sure to remind them. You know, if I was if I was from Tennessee, I would be wearing the the orange. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just like everybody else around here. So, but I, I I grew up in in Central Kentucky, just outside of Lexington, and uh, made my way down to uh, to God's country here in Tennessee. Yep. Ooh, all right. So you've almost been semi converted. <laughs> Somewhat. My 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 allegiance stays the same, but but I I do love it here in here in East Tennessee for sure. Awesome. Wonderful. Well. uh, Paul, how in the world did you meet up with Hunter? Tell us that story. Well, you know, we coach basketball there at Loudon High School, and anytime we have a, a home game, they try to feed the kids right after school so they don't have to go home and run and try to take care of everything. And his church had uh, sponsored the meal for the basketball boys and girls one day, and we were down there eating, and I heard him say where he was, where he was from and what he was doing. I thought, well, hey, anytime there's a believer that's willing to uh, – to be a servant and and serve, I, I want to talk to him and hear his story. So I reached out to Hunter, and he obliged us with a yes. So here we are. <laughs> Man, that's great. <clears throat> that's great. I love it when um, believers are able to come together and, um, you know, that spirit bears witness with us that we're children of God. Yeah. So, Hunter, you've come all the way down here today. Um Go ahead and just uh, open us up here on on the topic and um, just what God's laid on your heart, and we're going to go ahead and dive into this thing. For sure, I think um, something that God's really been dealing with me with, and and it's not a this hasn't been just since you know Paul and I have met, and we've we, you know we've discussed this opportunity. Um, this has really been for months and maybe even years, but um, you know something that I feel like as uh, as believers that I think all of us should should be better at and 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 be more conscious of is uh you know truly being a uh, a, a disciple of Christ um you know coming from the from a pentecostal movement you know with the church of god um worship is definitely a a a major point of of belief uh in in the pentecostal sphere um and in a lot of places where i've seen some people just kind of fall short in their in their walk of faith has been in discipleship um, you know, truly diving into God's word and understanding who God is and, and what God's called us to do. Yeah. It's almost like, a, uh, I think that's across the board, Hunter, honestly. Um, as you were talking there, I was thinking, uh, we just get satisfied with you coming to church and it's almost like a quick lube. We come in, we get our old change. We're out the door. Let's go. I, 15 minutes, 29 99. Let's go. You know? And, and the Lord says, Hey, I, I need you to come to me. I need you to sit with me, to sup with me. And listen, uh, chugging a drink ain't supping boys. Mm. Chugging a drink ain't supping. He says, I want you to sup with me, spend time with me, get to know me, hang out with me. Yes. And there's a big difference in that. Yeah. Get saturated. Yes. Here, right. You know, yeah, uh, hydrated. Uh, Hunter, one of the things that um, that I hear a lot, I've been around the block um, when it comes to ministry, and I'll hear people say, 
pray that someone will be saved today. And this is all well and good. But that's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. A person coming to faith in Christ is just the beginning. And you know what? That's what people say. Well, how many did you have saved today? Or how many people, you know, did you have make a profession of faith and VBS? And we'll, we'll talk about, about these numbers and all these people that Jesus didn't say, go out and save people. He didn't. He said, go and make disciples. disciples. Yeah. And a disciple is somebody who is a follower of a teaching or practice, yeah. and, and we're following Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not just beginning, but following. Yeah. And and I think that we need to celebrate those people who have been in the battle, who have mm-hmm. been laboring faithful for the Lord. You know, and um, I, that's uh, that that's uh, being a disciple. Yeah, that's something that we need to focus on as as born again believers, and especially in the church, mm-hmm. celebrate and recognize those people who have been in the battle for years and years. Yeah, because you become—I mean, disciple means a learner, to be learned, you know, to follow, to be a servant of. And once you you are a learner and you learn it, it's your turn to disciple. Do you do you think? I mean, think about this really honestly. Do you think the church is in the pandemic it's in with its people because the generations before us? didn't take school seriously? Uh, I think some of it, you know, if you, if you look at, let's say like Joshua's generation, yeah. you know, if you want, if you want to look back at, at biblical scripture, you know, uh, he, his, his generation saw everything of God delivering them from, from Egypt, taking them through the wilderness, taking yeah. them to the promised land. But it wasn't a generation after that. And Israel had fell back into idolatry. Yeah. They had fell back into old practices and old habits and they weren't, they weren't transformed yeah. like you like we would think they would be. Yeah. After 430 years of crap, and then you just let it fall back that easy? I mean, really? You read the theme throughout Judges, and mm-hmm. it said, because Israel had no king, man did that which was right in his own eyes. Mm-hmm. And guys, we are doing some crazy stuff right now in our world. People are doing that which is right in their own eyes. You know, I, I want to, I want that's for me in my house. You know, I want to serve the Lord. I want to continue yes. to serve the Lord. And um, and Hunter, I'm thankful for for you today. Thankful for the stand that uh, that you're taking in uh, Lenore City. Um, Paul is in is in Loudon. Has that created any friction between y'all because you're in Lenore City and he's Loudon right now? I know there's a big rivalry between Lenore City and Loudon. No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I. My, the, the world's a little bigger than a than than that kind of rivalry, you know. Yeah. My 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 allegiance is with heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. We meet on the bridge and pray. It's all good. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, let's let's think about this. You know, we're going back to this whole disciple thing. You know, it it would be like my son. You know, who just signed up for a basketball team, and he said, "Daddy, I signed up for the basketball team." You know, and we just, we start announcing it to the world. Augustus has signed up for the basketball team, and, and we're so proud of him because he signed up for the team. That's great. Is there anything that comes next? Uh, <laughs> that's just the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's practice time. Yeah. Um, it's time to start grinding. It's time to start working. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's time to start conditioning. It's time to start getting ready. You know. Um, Things that hurt. that aren't fun the molding process the the conforming process you know but i've I've heard so many people say well i believe in jesus and i believe in god but i just don't need church Mm. i just don't see how you can how a person can say that yeah you know i just don't see how a person said you know a fish's happiest place is in water Mm -hmm. and for me as a believer since i've come to faith in christ my happy place is in the church with born again believers, yeah. with people yeah. of a like faith, that's going to encourage me. It's funny because, like, <clears throat> you know, you put in effort to what you want to do. 100%. So if you really want to follow Jesus, you're going to put effort into it. It's just like this podcast. Like all day yesterday, this is no joke. I woke up, I was reading, and a pastor had put something on that just really sparked my spirit. So I immediately texted him about coming here and I know next Sunday is it next Sunday the Sunday after next uh the next open Sunday you have preacher class from like 9 to 12 that mm-hmm. that Saturday so in my mind I'm scheming because 
you know, this is important to me. We got to get our content out weekly. So can we go on Thursday night? Well, we may, if we actually by a miracle beat Teleco next week, we'll probably be playing next Thursday night, you know, in a constellation game after McMahon Central spanks us. You know, let's just be real. <laughs> so, but, um, so I'm like, well, maybe Tuesday. So I'm texting him. I'm texting Roman. I'm I'm diligently working, trying to work it out because it's important to me, right. you know. And, and when and when the, the spirit of Christ gets on you and dwells in you, it should spark that to where you're diligently working. Hey, to get to know Him, to to read His Word, to be with like minded people, to be in the congregation, to be uplifted and pushed. You know, everybody says, "Well, the congregation, uh, we we got to get you to church so you can save." Listen, the church is for the redeemed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The church is for the redeemed. We are created to go out and compel them to come in, to win them over, to lead them to Jesus. We come to the congregation to be fed, to be healed, to be strengthened, to be built up so we can go. You know, yeah. we're so misconstrued on on what the congregation is and what the true calling of Jesus is in our life. We got it so messed up that our ancestors before us have failed miserably. If, if it was a, a, a class with a GPA, they would be making D's and F's on how they taught us to be in the Lord and in the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and something, you know, I've noticed kind of a cultural difference from, you know, in East Tennessee versus Kentucky where I grew up and I had family from Indiana and Ohio. Right. Um, you know, here it's almost just like cultural just to go to church on Sunday. You yeah. ask people why they go and they're like, cause that's what we've always what done. Do. That is that's so, what you you're do. You're right, Hunter. That's, that's, that's so true. Yeah. Now I was reading the passage, passage that you sent and I'll, I'll read this first one. I'll start in Matthew 28, 19. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them, here's the key, to observe <laughs> all that I have commanded you to observe. And once we've observed, and this is back to the point that I've been making because it's really laying on my heart about how, you know, I didn't see a lot of this. Now, I saw some of it, and what little bit I did see is what's kept me, mm-hmm. you know. But to observe all things that I've commanded you, and when I observe those, I'm becoming a learner. I'm being discipled. And once I've observed them and I've learned them, Roman, I can therefore teach them. Like your degree. You know, the Lord said, hey, get out of accounting. I love this story. Get out of accounting, Roman. And, and let's just be honest. It took some umption from you and some faith and some belief and, and just saying, hey, God, I'm going to trust you to walk away from everything you had poured yourself into to say, Hey, I'm going to follow the father. Yeah. The, and, and the real story about that is Paul. Um, I wanted to go to the military. I wanted to be a Navy seal. <laughs> of course, you know, ever, a lot of people want to be Navy seals, not to say that I could ever make it or survive the cut, but you know, I was stuck in Middle-class America, wife, kids, house, cars, debt. Yeah. And I just didn't like me at 25. I wasn't happy. And I was also a youth pastor actually here. You know, everything seemed right on the outside, but I just didn't have fulfillment. And I wanted to run. I wanted to do something. And... um my wife, I was like, I was like, honey, I think I'm going to go to the military. And she's pregnant with our second kid. And she was like, you better pray. She said, because, <laughs> she said, because I'm not, she said, we're not, I'm not just, we have one child and another on the way. Like, I'm not just going to do this because you want to, you know, because of your ego or whatever. She said, you better pray and seek the Lord. And God got a hold of me. And um, it was the, the, the greatest trial of my life. Because making that transition out of, you know, a professional career, going back and getting a master's degree, you know, I was having to, I changed jobs. I was unemployed for a long period of time. Yeah. And the sacrifice of having to get that, get get a degree. I mean, it was like being thrown in a fire and I had to get my, my crap together. Yeah. And Paul, like you said earlier, it's not something that I had to do. It was something that I wanted to do and because I wanted to do it and I felt compelled and led to do it. 
you know, I was motivated for it, and 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 I I, I went through some struggles to to make it happen, but it's something that I love. Yeah, and God allowed that to to take me to a a place where my calling and my career intersect. Mm-hmm. And and I'm telling you what, folks, when you're following after the Lord and God leads you into a place, um, where you know, like I said, you're calling and your career are able to meet and intersect that'll be a great place of joy and fulfillment yeah um hunter what else you got over there well it's it's funny that you you bring that story up so we we haven't had the the opportunity to kind of get to know each other as much as as paul and i have um so we have a similar story in in that aspect um you know when when god puts a when he puts a call on your life to, to do something, um, you know, one, it, it takes obedience. So that, that scripture, Paul, that you just read about, you know, going and making disciples when it says to observe, yeah. uh, the NIV actually uses the word obey. Yeah. Um, which I think is a little more of a, um, uh, I, th- I think it means just a little bit more, you know, sometimes yeah. when we hear the word observe, we're just like, Okay, yeah. we're we're checking it out. We're checking it out. <laughs> yeah. But then when you hear the word obey, it's like, whoa, it's yeah. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. This this yeah. this really means something. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 God put a call on my life at a very young age. Um, and you know, I tried to just kind of just sit back and just kind of let it ride, and and eventually I got to kind of a crossroads with God where, um, I had a choice I could make. Um, you know, I could, I could do my own thing or, or I could, I could obey him. Right. Um, and you know, i I worked in ministry part-time, um, while working a full-time secular job. Um, when I came on full-time staff at, at sixth Avenue, I walked away from a six figure salary position Wow. to take a youth pastor job. Wow. And anyone outside of the church world could look at me and say, dude, you are nuts. You're insane. You are nuts. But you know what, though? Even though I was making plenty of money, uh, I could I could do whatever I wanted to. You know, I was I was getting myself set up for future success Mm -hmm. amongst, you know, a a normal man's, you know, viewpoint. But I knew deep down I wasn't happy. Mm hmm. You know, money doesn't equate to happiness. Amen to that. You know, but but obedience to to God does. And so, you know, here it is now. I get an opportunity to 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 preach and teach to numerous young people every week. Uh, I'm I'm a part of FCA in Lenore City. I see over a hundred kids at FCA meetings biweekly. Wow. Um, you know, and I get an opportunity just to pour into them, yeah. and that's and that's the next generation of our church. Amen. You know, so many of our churches are full of, of, of older people, Yeah. you know, and, and if we don't pour into young people now, then who's, who's going to be sitting in our, in our pews 20, 30 years down the road. Yeah. They're a decade away from closing the doors. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, and, and I don't mean that rude, but it's true. It is the truth. It is the truth. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, going back to, to the scripture in Matthew where, it, you know, it talks about obeying, um, the first thing that really sticks out to me about that. Um, is, you know, when you accept Christ into your heart, you're now, you're now a Christian. Mm. You, you, you're, you're a follower of Christ, right? And a lot of problems that, that I've seen, not only in, uh, local churches, but just, I think the global church is people, you know, don't always want to, they want to be at church, but they don't want to be the church. Yeah. Um, Christ, you know, there, there, there are positions within the body, you know, everybody plays a role, but Jesus didn't give us the choice when it comes to making disciples. Yeah. You know, he can call us to be teachers. He can call us to be preachers, apostles. You go through everything Paul talks about. You go through all of that stuff, right? Many members. Many. Yeah. (laughs) But, but to be a Christian, you don't get a choice. And and going and making disciples—that's a—that's an ultimatum that Christ gives us at the end of Matthew. Yeah, he he doesn't give us a choice, and and I think a lot of people miss that because they say, "Oh, I'm I'm a Christian. I go to church. Okay, what else do you do? Yeah, I go, I go to church. Yeah, you know, and that and that's all that they do, and and that and that's why I think it's so important that we learn about discipleship because we we already miss that opportunity. You know, so many people just just step away from from what 
I mean, those are, those are red letters. Yeah. Those are Jesus's <laughs> words, you know, and it's, it's, that's not Paul. That's not, you know, Matthew doing some commentary. Yeah. No, those are, those are Jesus's yeah. words. Go yeah. and make disciples. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And honey, I think that some people would say, well, how do I do that? How do I go and, and make disciples? And, uh, I want to, I want to share something that's, uh, Amazing right mm-hmm. here. Um, Mark chapter one this is in verse number 17. Jesus said, come after me and I will make you to become fishers of men. Yeah. You know, he didn't say, once you begin following me, boom, I'm going to turn you into the men that turn the world upside down. You're a transformer. <laughs> You're going to be transformed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and in this uh, uh, series, the chosen, have you ever watched The Chosen? I've actually started. I haven't finished the whole thing yet. I'm about halfway through the first season. Enjoy the ride, okay? <laughs> but in, in Chosen, and if you're about halfway through, you might have uh, seen this, because this, this takes place, I think, probably episode maybe five, four or five, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Um, but Peter and uh, Andrew are, are talking together, and uh, they're talking about how um, Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you to become fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And um, he, they're like, <clears throat> they're like, how are we going to do this? What is, what exactly does he mean? And one of them says, you remember when Dad taught us to become fishers on the Sea of Galilee? What did we do? He said, well, we didn't do anything. Dad took us out on the boat and we we watched. We 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 watched him a lot. He said, exactly. We watched him. Mm-hmm. And he was teaching us. And then we started to get our own ideas of what we could do. So we went out and we started trying it ourselves. We made mistakes, and but we learned through that. Yeah, And that's the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You watch, you learn, you make mistakes, you try again. You watch, you learn, you make mistakes, you try again. And and that's the that's what it means to be a disciple yes. of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're always going to get it right. But we watch Christ, we we read Scripture, we observe what God has given us in Scripture, and then we go out and we try faithfully, Yeah, we make mistakes, the Holy Spirit teaches us, the Holy Spirit corrects us, hopefully we've got a pastor, teacher, you know, somebody to, uh, we got mentors or people, men and women of God that can sow into us, that can guide us, but we, we continue on in it, Yeah, right? I'll be a disciple of Jesus Christ until I die. Yeah. I will grow and make mistakes and hopefully learn until the Lord calls me home. Yeah. Right? But how do you make disciples? The greatest commandment that you can do, the um well the the Pharisees asked Jesus, they said, "What's what's the greatest commandments?" Mm-hmm. And he said, well, the first is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Paul, like you said earlier, if it's important to you, you'll do it. You're do yeah. it. Love the Lord. Yeah. Just love God. Love his word. Yeah. Spend time with him. Read the word. Pray. Yeah. That's not like earth shattering, is it? No. Read the word. Pray. And I got people right now who say, but I just don't understand that old King James. I just don't understand that old King James talk. What would you? What do you have to say to people who say that, Hunter? You know, I, because you know we don't we don't speak in the the these and thous and the old arts, yeah. Um, and, but I mean, there's there's so many other avenues to 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 read and and dive into to God's word. Um, you know, just a sharing. You know, I I pulled scripture from the NIV and it kind of uses some some different language but the the meaning's still the same. Yeah. Um even when I when I teach my my kids in youth group, you know, I'm not, I I can't read them the King James because they're going to they're going to tune me out in 30 seconds. You know, what's the Shakespearean, you know, lingo that he's using? Um but you know, finding finding a version of of the Bible that um you know that kind of uses modern language helps a lot. The NIV, uh, we use the NLT within within our youth group just because it's, you know, it breaks it down to a more you know modern translation of language, um, and so and so understanding, but also um, you know you can read scripture a hundred times over, and every scripture that you read, it it like you can 
it, it applies to you a little different every time that you read it. Um, you know, and so, and so praying and asking God to, you know, help you, uh, with this knowledge and what he wants you to, to, to get from it and to learn and to grow. Um, because, you know, in, in Romans 12, uh, you know, it talks about, uh, not conforming to the pattern of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. You know, it, it takes God to, to truly understand God's word. Yeah. Observing, so, like he says in Matthew. Yeah. Well, well, you got to spend time in the word. And mm-hmm. people say, well, I just don't understand King James. But here's the truth. And, and here's why I say that. Because biblical illiteracy is at an all-time high. Oh, mm-hmm. I believe that. The Lord said, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's all there. But people say, well, I can't understand King James. Here's here's the reality. If everybody, if you got a smartphone, if you got a tablet. That's true. Download the Bible app. Mm-hmm. It's free, and you have access to literally dozens of translations that are are there. Now, now again, I'm a King James man. I love King James. King James is what I read to. I refer to other translations, but King James is what I cut my teeth on. I get it. But for those who don't understand King James, start with a different translation. Yeah, just get started. Just get started. Talk to your youth pastor. Talk to your pastor. Talk to a friend or a family member and say, what what version do you use? What translation do you like to use? Help me, right? Mm-hmm. Seek out somebody who might be able to guide you. So fall in love with God's word and then pray. Well, how do I pray? The Lord teaches us how to pray in the Lord's prayer. Yeah. And, 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 the, and see, you just share your heart with God. Yeah. Just talk to him like you're talking to a friend. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And and here's the beautiful thing. I love what it says this in Romans. Even if you don't know what to pray, the Bible says that the Spirit will pray for you. A letter for you. Yeah. That, that He understands the groanings of our spirit. So you, like... So love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Like, read his word, pray. Let's get started right there. Yeah. And then the next thing to do, of all the commandments and everything in Scripture, what did the Lord say to do next? Love your neighbor. As yourself. As yourself. Yeah. That's a great place to get started right there. And, like, Gus, he's a basketball player. He's not worried about dribbling between his legs yet. (laughs) <laughs> he's not worried about, you know, shooting the Steph Curry three. Yeah. That he's not going to learn all the intricacies of the game, right? Yeah. This comes through time. Yeah. He's just getting started. And as a as a new believer in Christ, as we're growing in grace and knowledge, the Lord says to go and make disciples. How do we make disciples? Well, like I said, just... Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Spend time in his word. Pray. Something else that I would encourage you to do, get plugged into a local church. Right, yeah, Hunter? 100%. Get plugged into a local church. If you're like, well, I don't like my local church. There are lots of churches. How many churches do you say that there are in Lenore City? <laughs> you could throw a rock in any direction and hit and hit the property of one. So no matter where you're standing at in town. Yeah. And once you do these things you're talking about, it's like Romans 12 says, it says, you know, where it talks about not being conformed to the world. I preached a sermon on this uh, here a while back. It says, so that you can prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. When, you know, when you're being discipled and you're learning, you're going to go out and prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. And I yeah. call it in my sermon, you're bridging the gap. Yeah. Good, acceptable, and perfect. You're bridging the gap. And when you bridge that gap, people learn and are brought together and are brought to to him and who he is. And, and you go on down here and, and you read, uh, it talks about many members in one body. You know, you may not be good at sports. You may be good at music. You may not be good at music. You may be good at, at, at teaching. You may not be good at teaching. You may be good at being a servant. All these things, when you're spending time with him and and you're getting to know him, he's going to push you in the area of your gift, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like you guys, when you walked away from what 
you thought was the right thing to do. Society says, hey, get this six-figure job. Society says, hey, be an accountant. If you if you hadn't observed the Lord in your younger days and him be faithful to you and know that he had his hand on you, if you had not observed him, you could not have obeyed him. Yeah. Because he says, my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. Yeah. So by being discipled at a young age, you knew when it was time to step. He won't make you step in the wrong direction. It may be a trembly, half-rotted two-by-four, and you're thinking, what am I doing? Yeah. But I promise you he'll put his hand under that rotten spot, and you'll walk straight across. And you know what we call that? Faith. Faith. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Faith. God will lead his people to places they've never been before. Amen. And sometimes that's scary. It is. Right? It is. I'm like, I'm there now. I know. I'm like, what am I doing? Am I, am I crazy? But I got to do it. And it it makes me think too, you know, a a lot of people, you know, they say that they're, they're followers of Christ until God asks them to, you know, take a step of faith, Yeah. you know, and then they, then they kind of get afraid. You know, the disciples who spend every day with Jesus were in the boat with him. Yeah. You know, and the storm comes, right? And they're 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 scared. They don't know what's going on. It's chaotic. Uh the Bible says that the wind was was blowing in their face any direction they tried to go. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been there before in life, you know, where it seems like any direction you turn, it's everything's against you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But fine. then but then Jesus shows up and but the disciples don't even know who he is. They think he's a ghost, right? Yeah. How do you spend every day with the man and then <laughs> not even, not even recognize him, That's, but, yeah. but, but are we that different? It's true. You know, sometimes God steps into our, into our chaos and our mess and we do what Peter does and said, okay, if you're God, then tell me to step out. Yeah. Yeah. Tell even, me. even though the other 11 didn't say anything, they sat in fear. Yeah. And and I think that's that that even represents us sometimes with with faith. That's true. But Hunter, don't you think that he wants us to not him not even have to say step that we know him enough that we have observed him enough that we obe- have obeyed him enough that he doesn't have to say Hunter, come here. That you're like I'm coming to you because I yes. know what you want me to do. Yes, I've heard people say before, God, if you want me to do this, let the lights flicker. Or God, mm-hmm. if you want me to do this, then you know they're asking for a sign. The old Gideon fleece. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> they'll, they'll cast out the fleece. God, if you want me to do this, and and the Lord says go. Yeah. You know, God. God says. God says go. And um, there may be other situations in your life where I mean. That's between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. God speaks to his people when it comes to different directions of your life. But we're talking about just going and making disciples. Yeah. Hunter, like you said earlier, that's not optional. Right. That's a command. That's a command, yeah. That's a command. Yeah. You know, go and make disciples. Yeah. People were important to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You want to know how much God loved people? He sent his son to die for them. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something, guys. People are the problem in the church. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for people, the church would be a nice, cozy place, you know, and it'd be there wouldn't be any problems. There wouldn't ever be a mess. Right. You know, there wouldn't be ever be any issues. And, and I'm going to tell you something. When you start serving the Lord, you're going to run into conflict. You're going to run into uh, disappointment. Yeah. You're going to run into people, and you're probably going to get your feelings hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but what you got to realize, you know, people are the problem, but Jesus loved people. Yeah. He did. Jesus loved people. Does. And does love people. That's yeah. right. And and Jesus even gave us a model, Hunter. He told his disciples, he said, I'm going to wash your feet. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's a cultural thing. That's not something that we necessarily do over here in Western culture. But symbolically, what that represents is that Jesus was willing to do the dirty work. Yeah. Yeah. And for me and for you, for us, are we willing to meet people where they're at and to do the dirty work? Yeah. And make disciples. Yeah. Yeah. As the least of these, you've done it to me. You've done it to me. Let me say this real quick. 
So we've got a van ministry, and our van picks up a ton of kids. It's overwhelming. It's it's a lot. We had some kids in the van um, that that were vaping behind the church. <laughs> and instinctively, you know what you want to say? Well, you're not coming back. Yeah. You're going to vape at church. You're not coming back. But what the Spirit is telling me is like, they're the ones that need to be here the most. Yeah. The ones that have the most problems, those are the ones that we need to love. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Couldn't, wouldn't it be nice if everybody was just cookie cutter and perfect? <laughs> you know? And God that. only sent the best? Yeah. You know, no, it's that's not how it works. Right. Jesus said the least of these, the least, and we've got to love people, man. Yeah. We got to love, and it's hard. Oh man, it's hard. It's hard to love somebody when you, when your personalities don't always mesh and mm-hmm. jive. That might be the hardest part of becoming a disciple. It's truly loving those that just rub you the wrong way. Well, yeah. It's easy to love your friends. Oh yeah. <clears throat> what about your enemies? Right. Yeah. What did Jesus say to do to them? No. Well, there's a certain group of people that we just don't love. There's a certain <laughs> group of people that, that we just don't associate ourselves with. Yeah. Now, what did he say about our enemies? He said, you love them too. Bless yeah. them. You Bless lo- them. I mean, now we're getting deep. Yeah. I just started off by saying, love God, pray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so we're taking it to another level now. Yeah. I can, uncomfortable level. I can love them people that love me, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I know. But loving my enemies? <clears throat> it's tough. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's a... Uh, yeah. It's tough. <laughs> it is tough. Uh, you, you know... Uh, Bring bring some more scripture into it. Isaiah fifty three. It's a it's a prophecy about Jesus, and uh, and in and in verse two, it talks about uh, Jesus being a, a, a deep root in dry ground. Yeah. Um. And and I've heard uh, I heard a, a Jensen Franklin sermon one time. He talked about uh you know pouring Jesus into people, and and you know in today's culture, like how many people do we steer away from because of the life that they live. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, my, you know, cousin's uh, a homosexual. He won't accept Jesus, so I won't share. You know, my, my uncle's an alcoholic. He won't accept Jesus, so why would I even bother trying to share the gospel? Mm, yeah. And, you know, a dry ground, like any anyone who knows anything about farming or planting anything, like that's not an ideal situation for something to grow. Yeah. But Isaiah tells us that he's a root that, that, that can take hold in dry ground Yeah, Amen. In, in a tough situation. So no matter, you know, who they are to you, what the situation may look like, plant Jesus. Yeah, that's good. And when you're loving on people like that and, and – and you're not preaching and shoving it. You're just loving people. Yeah. That breaks up that fallow ground, man. That Every hardness time. of heart, all that. Because they eventually see something and say, hey, what, what is that about? Why are you treating me like this? Uh, because you hear it over and over. Oh, them people hate me or them hypocrites or blah this or blah that. And and I get it. We treat people that aren't mm. like us way different. Yeah. You know, we're rude to them at times. We shun them. We turn our backs on them. And the Lord says, hey, I died for them too, man. Yeah. You know? See, Paul, by doing that, though, we're communicating, even if indirectly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Guys, we're sending a signal. We're broadcasting. And you know what? The light does that. Mm -hmm. The light of the world, it broadcasts something. Sadly, there are some that will take that light and they'll hide it. Yeah. They'll conceal it. May we be bold enough to say, Lord, shine through me. Yeah. yeah. Shine through me. Amen. I want to encourage all of our listeners out there. <laughs> I just keep thinking about Moses on the mountain. I was thinking about him too. You just know, a minute ago. <laughs> you know what happened when Moses on the mountain, when he spent time with God? He didn't have to say nothing. No. He didn't have to say nothing. Okay, now you guys be honest with me. <clears throat> Have y'all ever felt like that around certain men of God? Oh yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you know that this guy's on a different level. Yeah. Yeah. He's spent time with the Lord. 
I think about three people I know right now that when I see them, I just shiver. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I know that they're I, growing up. That's the way I used to feel about 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 men of God. Like, and it, it's just like the spirit went before him, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like you knew that this man had spent time with the Lord yeah. or when, um, you know, somebody gets up to preach and they just open their mouth and the gospel just flows out. And it's like, yep. They've spent time with the Lord. <laughs> may that be us. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, may we spend time, just spend time with the Lord, just watch him, just observe him. Yeah. Right. Don't try to come up with something new. Yeah. Definitely don't try to do that. Yeah. Just read God's word. Yeah. Spend time reading, praying, meditating on his word. And I'll tell you something else too. Something that you can do, you know, going down the road, what, what type of music are you feeding into mm-hmm. yourself? Okay. Um, you know, guys, I didn't even watch the Grammys, but I do read Twitter. I do, you know, frequent the internet. And like, if, if you've got on the internet or Twitter or anything like that, and you see what's trending right now with the music industry, like satanic occult, rituals yeah that's being done and broadcasted live on tv yeah yeah and you know what this music's the kind of stuff that's it's it it's what reaches kids yeah and you know what they say it's just art yeah and it's my first amendment right (laughs) freedom of speech yeah (laughs) what they don't understand is they take those cds into their chamber or whatever and they offer them up to the enemy, you know, and they, they ask and they play what they want, the, what agenda they want. They play what they want the kids to hear because they're, they're coming after our kids. Let's yeah. just be honest. They, they, it's, it's a beeline to this next generation. If we take them out, the, the church dies is what I feel like they're thinking in their mind, which they're foolish and uh, God will never lose, but they're coming after them. But, but I read a thing this week to where they take into, they take each new CD of, in this Illuminati or whatever they're in, and they they record it and they take it in and they offer it on the uh, this demonic altar, and they ask the demons to to infiltrate this thing that every time they play it, it just goes out, dude. It's crazy, yeah. and people and like you said, Roman, oh, it's just art. No, it ain't art. It's a attack. It's a tool of the enemy, and until we observe and obey enough to understand what really is going on, we will walk around defeated and overcame. And Christ said, hey, I fear not, I've overcome the world. But if you're not observing him, you are not overcoming the world. Bottom line. So what we hear, what we hear, and then also what we see. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, guys, I'm terrified of scary movies. As a matter of fact, I don't even really like the dark. Like, growing up as a kid, I was always scared of the dark. I'm skittish. <laughs> and the Lord has blessed me with a fearless woman. Like, if there's if there's something that goes bump in the night, she wants to bump back, if you know what I'm saying. Like, there was, there was something outside our house one time, and I was like, Corey, I think somebody's outside. She said, let me go check. You know, and I'm scared Rolling to death. I, I'm, the, I'm the man in the house, and I'm, I'm supposed to go out there and check, and she... She has no fear. You're like Scooby and Shaggy, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. she, has no, she has no fear. But like these movies, especially around Halloween or mm. whatever, and it's becoming more and more extreme. Yeah. The yeah. demonic movies and scary movies. And there's some people that like a good scare. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they'll, they'll watch whatever, you know, and guys, like, I don't want to watch those movies. I don't even like to watch the previews on those movies. I'm not, I don't want that to be sown into my spirit. I don't want that to be sown into my life. And yeah. you know what, Paul? Whenever you rent that movie, whenever you go and you uh, you pay for that ticket, you're inviting that spirit into your home. Yeah. yeah. You're inviting that spirit into your life. That's true. You know, and just think about how many families do that. And don't even know what they're doing. No. And they think, well, it's just harmless fun. Yeah. It just, yeah. My friend, careful. Yeah. yeah. Careful. You're taking a pill you don't want to take. Oh, careful. 
I mean, I'm not trying to be legalistic and trying to be like, well, you, you always have to do good. I'm just use discernment, use discernment. And like, but as a follower of Christ, we should gravitate towards the things that glorify God. Yeah. Right. And, and I won't, and you see, this is one of the finer details when it comes to, you know, growing as a disciple where the apostle Paul said he must increase and I must decrease. Yeah. God, may you be glory. May I slowly fade away so that all people see is you, Lord. Yeah. God, it's not It's not about my wants or my desires anymore. Yeah. God, I want you to be glorified in and through me. Use me as a vessel, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of, I kind of had this old, uh, I guess, old saying, you know, you, you are what you eat. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that's kind of what I, what I thought of. And, uh, that old uh, documentary supersized me. I remember watching oh, it when I was yeah. in high school, and and so yeah. the, so the guy goes. He spends thirty days. He eats McDonald's for every single meal: breakfast, lunch, dinner. And I I couldn't I couldn't imagine one doing that. But you know, think about what that did to his body. He put on weight. He ended up developing health issues out of it. Mm-hmm. And spiritually, it's the same way. Yeah. You know, if we're not putting the things of God into into our spirit, into our body, oh, good. we're you know we're gonna we're gonna bog it down. Yeah. You know, go go eat McDonald's for a week straight and tell me how you feel next yeah. week. Pretty you sluggish, know? right? Yeah, you, you're you're gonna feel gross. You yeah. know. Um, I spent the the beginning of the year fasting, you know, spent three weeks and and didn't eat any fast food. And the first time that fast food, you know, touched my mouth at the beginning of February, I was like, I don't even like this anymore. You know, it's not even that good. And, um, you know, and, and spiritually, I just, I think that we're no different. You know, when you, when you fill yourself with filth, like what's, what's the Bible say, what you put in is going to come out. Yep. And, you know, if you, if you, Put your, you know, you're feeding yourself the the secular music and the the bad movies and Lord knows everything else that's out there that you can you can put in. You know, you're you're gonna spit that back out. Yeah, I, I remember going to youth camp when I was a kid, and this guy came in. He was a singer slash evangelist, and he had a song, "Garbage In, Garbage Out." <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Hunter, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, you know, as I reflect back on the episode, being a disciple of Christ, there's layers to it. And there there's, is. There's, there's yeah. levels, you know? Yeah. And just praise God if someone makes a profession of faith. <clears throat> yeah. My dad used to say that that's worth the whole world. One soul is worth the whole world. Well, where does he get that? Scripture says, "Will it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but loses his soul?" I mean, so like he said that one soul is worth the whole the whole world. I mean, heaven celebrates when someone comes to faith in Christ, but that's just the beginning. Yeah, that's just the beginning. We've been commanded to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I want to encourage all of our listeners out there. To be an effective disciple of Christ. Yeah. To learn and learn God's word, to study, to show yourself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This world is sending out a lot of mixed mixed signals right now. Mm -hmm. And as born again believers, we need to be laser focused on the kingdom. Yeah. Focused on God's word. Pray. Seek the Lord. Trust in God. Observe him. Be in his presence. And things will begin to fall into place. Amen. I don't know how. I don't know the, but Jesus said, follow me. Yeah. He didn't say blaze a trail. (laughs) He didn't say do your own thing. Follow me. God, I've done that a time or two. Blaze a trail. <laughs> Jeez, help me, Lord. And guys, I've had to get to situations in my life where I've said, God, if I'm going to move forward, it's got to be you. Yeah. I, I, Lord, I'm stepping out on faith, but I cannot do this. Yeah. Lord, if, if something's going to happen, it's got to be you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I just want to continue 
to follow after the Lord. Yeah. And Hunter, I'm thankful that God has uh, allowed our paths to cross. And Paul, I'm so thankful that uh, you brought Hunter in today. And um, hopefully we can have partners in the North City now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Expanding See, our territory. Dude, I'm telling <laughs> you, man, God is God is reaching out. Yeah. You know, and it all started with this little podcast. Yeah. So uh, thank you for your faithfulness. But uh, Hunter, if you don't mind, just give us some closing words, and then we're going to call it a day. Absolutely. Um, you know, you you talked about the the basics. You know, how to be a disciple, to love God, and to and to love people um, is really the biggest thing. And and that's my prayer for for everybody who who listens, and um, not only to this podcast, but for for all believers. You know, love love God with everything that you have, and 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 love people. And everything else will work itself out. Amen. That's true. You know, it's it's so important that we do these things that we've been commanded to do. And when we do the things that God has commanded us to do, when we disciple people, listen to what Paul says in Corinthians. This is so good. He says, you yourselves are our letter of recommendation, because he's been discipling these guys, yeah. written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on the tablets of human hearts. And when it's written on that human heart, there ain't no demon this side of hell that can take it away. That's right. You know, Paul, didn't you say the other day that your basketball girls represent you? Yeah. Didn't you say that? Yeah. Well, that's kind of the way we are as believers. Yeah, man. We represent Christ. Yeah. We're walking epistles known and read of all men. Amen. Sometimes we may be the only Jesus that people ever see. That's true, yeah. Rome. Right? So, Christian, walk humbly. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Follow Christ. Yeah, toad a big stick. <laughs> Hunter Osborne, thank you for coming on the show today. It was we've, a pleasure to be with you guys. Thank you. We've enjoyed having you. If you uh, enjoyed Truth or Bible, be sure to check us out on faith, Facebook. Mr. Nationwide is going to try to start doing some weekly yeah, videos. videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> be sure to check us out at uh, Facebook, Truth or Bible 37385. For Mr. Nationwide, I'm Roman Hamilton. We're out of here.